We've all said it so many times already about so many events and occasions in 2020, but of course tonight I can't but say it again. This Christmas Eve surely is, and tomorrow's Christmas Day surely will be like none we've ever seen before. And I imagine most all of us in one way or another have done some grieving about that, wishing it were otherwise, especially when it comes to cherished traditions and gatherings with cherished friends and loved ones. That said, it being 2020 and things therefore being the way they are and must be this year, I'd like to suggest that this might also be a unique opportunity to embrace the fact that what this once-in-a-lifetime Christmas Eve could also at least in some ways be is the most authentic we've ever seen before. Mary and Joseph this evening, after all, were not with family. They were far from family, and whereas we are hoping to gather with loved ones again next year, they, after this evening, would not see or hear from a single loved one again for several years, because, of course, whereas it is the shadow of the coronavirus that lingers over our celebrations, the shadow that lingered above and beyond Bethlehem was the shadow of the virus of sin, including in the likes of King Herod, the self-proclaimed great, and Caesar Augustus, the self-proclaimed God, sin married to power, which would come soon enough to view the humbly powerful miracle born this night as a threat, which of course it was which of course it is still for unconditional love, especially unconditional love for the powerless and the poor, is always a threat to those who seek either to grab or maintain their power on the backs of others or at the expense of others rather than for the good of others. Mary and Joseph also that evening, like you this evening, were not at church on Christmas Eve. Circumstances beyond their control made that impossible. Given the circumstances, they were instead like us where they needed to be on Christmas Eve, that being in their case that stable, which as it turns out is the only place in the whole world that night where they found themselves welcomed to be. Which reminds us that wherever we are, in this world which still both welcomes him and doesn't. Christmas does find a way, come what may. And so too that first Christmas Eve in that stable, rather than choirs, there was quiet. Oh yes, angel choirs sang, but they sang to others miles away. Mary, on the other hand, had only memories of moments, and Joseph had only memories of dreams of the times they'd heard angels. This night, however, that first Christmas Eve, the only sounds they heard were two. The murmuring and snuffling and lowing and clucking of animals and the pant and the panting and breath catching and groaning and crying 
of a child being born. Born, of course, in a setting no one would have ever imagined for such a one as this, but God did imagine it. Indeed, God did more than that. God deemed the setting perfect. For among other reasons, the fact that this setting reminds us that this child and the man he would become never ever would by the world be welcomed, but would rather be shunned aside, not just to a barn, but to a cross, where not welcomed but killed by sin and sinners. He would reach with mercy and grace and love and life and welcome and healing for us sinners captive in our sin. I mentioned that in the stable perhaps the only sounds there were aside from the sounds of childbirth were the sounds of animals. In 2020 Christmas worship, this Christmas 2020 worship service absolutely is like one you've never known before. Some of you I know for a fact are also doing something you've never done before because some of you, for you have pets in your house, are worshiping tonight for the first Christmas Eve ever just like Mary and Joseph, for you are worshiping with animals at your side. If they are near right now, stroke them, thank them, wish them a Merry Christmas. And if they are on your lap warming you, Think of the fact that the only heat heating the stable was in all likelihood the body heat of the animals. Finally, when the child had come, and when shepherds had come and gone, and when then the time came for Mary, Luke said, to ponder all of these things in her heart, Certainly one thing she pondered was the fact that for her and for Joseph and for the world too, with the birth of her son, whom she know to be God's son, there would be no going back to how things used to be, ever. And so too, this Christmas Eve, though all of us long for things to get back to normal, we most of us have nevertheless also come to realize that normal actually won't ever be exactly the same ever again either. Rather than lament that, though, how about if we this Christmas Eve embrace that and do so with joy? For Christmas at its core is about a God who doesn't want things to be the same ever again. And while the world is still the world it is, and while we, this Christmas Eve, are what we are and where we are, what we are not is alone. For the one whom prophets and angels called Emmanuel, God with us, is exactly that, with us, wherever we are, with you, where you are. And what he would like is for us, because we know that, not to be the same ever again. For what we know is that we are loved. And what we know is that we are called by love to love one another. 
and in a sin-infected world. Love, when it is Christmas's kind of love, surely, will go where it needs to go to do what it can do and say what it can say and be what it can be, to leave things and people precisely not the same. For what it leaves them is loved. Amen.